0: back to the Suraj podcast. The last episode covered the Mongols, the invocations of season one, Ruta one of Guru Gobind Singh's section in Suraj Prakash. Chapter two now begins describing how the Sikh who taking the order from Guru Tegh Bahadur departed from Delhi. Guru Tegh Bahadur sent him giving him some offerings. The Sikh was to deliver the beautiful Ship. He took the five coins and the Guru's coconut and he went on his way, not stopping at any place, not tired at all. For him, the Guru's command was the horse and chariot, and his zeal was like the chariot driver. When he arrived at Anandpur Sahib, he asked how everybody was at that point. It was about 9, 10 in the morning when Guru Gobind Singh Rai was seated in the the court. Everything that was going on in the world was known to them, the exalted Gobind Singh Rai. The powerful, important Masans that were sitting in the court, they were all ridden with anxiety. They were surrounded by Sikhs in the court as well. Some of these Sikhs would stay with the Guru. Others had come from afar for the purpose of Darshan, to receive the Guru's divine sight. So that Sikh, quickly on his way, he arrived there in the court. And in seeing him, Guru Gobind Singh himself stood up. The Guru understood that the Guru ship, Gaddi, had arrived and then sat back down on his throne. The Sikh was holding the money and the coconut. He had put these in a small pouch. Folding his hands, the Sikh bowed towards Guru Gobind Singh, placing his head at the low side feet of the Guru. Then looking around, the Sikh greeted the whole congregation in attendance in all four sides. He got permission from the Guru and then sat down right in front of the Guru, receiving the Guru's beautiful darshan. The Guru asked what was up. The Sikh then began saying, the master of the Toruks, Aurangzeb, has committed such a vile act. In so many different ways, he has been violent and he has created problems. But the fearless, divine Guru Teghbardar didn't care about them all. He wasn't bothered by them. Guru Tegh Badr's face was always blooming like a lotus in the early morning. The malicious Aurangzeb sent some of his Islamic jurists and senior ministers towards him. They said to Guru Tegh Bahadur, show us some miracles. Either that or renounce your taram of Hind. Join the best of the best, Sharia law. If you join our faith, it will grow. Everybody who recognizes you will join as well. All the Kashmiri Pandits, they look towards you. All of these Pandits and others alike, they will agree with what you say. No one will speak back to you across the whole entire land and the world if you become a Tauruq. If you are not enticed by this in your mind, well, the emperor desires you to show a miracle then. And look, Muramurai has performed many miracles. He would display whatever the emperor requested. The emperor gave him great wealth and bestowed on him a high title in the court. Wherever congregations gather, their numbers grow. And his praise, Muramurai's, it spreads across the whole world. So come reside here within the land of the emperor Orangzai. You will be worshipped. Wherever you go Why don't you accept the request of the emperor Just show him a miracle Don't keep saying no Gurutei Bahadur replied saying Orangzeb, He's an idiot This enemy The Chagatai Honorless moron Just drenched in wickedness That great power that the Turks had That caused them to rule will now be taken away This hot-headed idiot just talks nonsense, he's intoxicated with arrogance, nonsensically starting pointless conflict. The Guru, Guru Nanak gave him a boon, Babur received it, and now that boon is going to be ruined by Babur's great-grandson's grandson, Oumse. The servants of the Divine, the Draveshis, they call this performance of miracles calamity. The people of God feel ashamed of performing these miracles and quackery. These divine people, they adorn the great wealth of daram, righteousness, and they don't let it go. Everyone's own daram is beloved to them. It gives them great peace. Whatever Ishwar, the divine wills cannot be stopped. Whatever this idiot will forcefully try to do will not work. Guru Teegh Bahadur continued saying these bittersweet words, hearing which the Islamic jurists and ministers felt great pain. Then the Guru called me via the jailer at the prison, the prison guard, that jailer, he was a Sikh, and he served the Guru, listening to him, bringing whichever Sikh the Guru called for. So he brought me into the presence of Prabhu, the Divine Guru Tegh Bahadur, and in faith I bowed down to the lotus side like, feet of the Guru. The Guru said to me, I only have a few days left, understand this well. Go now and take this Guruship, Gaddi with you. Stay watchful, do not stop anywhere along the way. Reach my son to the Divine Guru Singh." and give these offerings to him. Their glory will expand across the whole world. But tell him, without giving an ear to the Turks, strike down at them and protect your servants with your great strength. So I did as he said, I took these items with me. I didn't stop along the way. And I arrived here, in the city, by the power of the guru. With the court in attendance, the plume wearing guru, hearing these words, then remembered his father in his heart. He clasped his hands together and bowed down over and over again. The Guru is unknowable. No one can comprehend their limit. At that time, Mata Nanaki, Guru Tegh Bahadur's mother, and Mata Gujri, Guru Tegh Bahadur's wife, arrived. the Sikh bowed down to them and told them the entire story. Immediately, the two mothers took in deep, long breaths. Their eyes let out tears, which sparkled. Guru Tegh Bahadur's Servants of servants are even so powerful, and yet the Guru tolerated such violent, dishonorable acts, Samatama, the mothers are thinking this, that Guru Bahadur could do whatever they wanted, and yet they remained under the hand of the emperor, but blessed. Blessed is the wondrous story of the Guru. How can one speak about it to anybody? It's beyond description. The frontier of strength, the frontier of preservation, determinance. then they endured the whole frontier of malice. But for you, who could do such an act, bearing upon your back the whole burden of hindu dharma? How could one quarrel with you? You only do good for others. We have such a great desire for your darshan, O Guru Teeg Bahadur. You are both, in this world and the next, experiencing such bliss, while being the giver and protector of all. So Mata Nanaki, Mata Gujri were weeping and mourning the Guru. Matanaki then said, Just like my father-in-law, this has happened. Guru Rajandevji did not perform a miracle. Rather, his body endured so many pains. He placed great blame over the head of the Katri Jandu and let go of his body on the bank of the river Ravi. And in the same way, I've seen the determination of my own son, the able Guru of all and powerful in every way, bore this pain. The two mothers were drowning in this anxiety and sorrow until the afternoon arrived, and at that time Guru Gobind Singh immediately left his beautiful bedstead. He rolled out a rug on the floor and sat there in silence. All the six around him were just watching. When the news was heard by Mata Nanaki and they were both affected by this deep-cutting pain. They understood that the Guru of the world had forsaken their physical body and left for the heavens. And when they heard that their son was sitting on the ground, they thought in sadness, they felt overwhelming anxiety and agony in their heart. The servants of the Gurus and of the mothers, both of these servants, they saw this and they were also in distress. They began crying out in grief, saying, "Oh Maharaj, O oh Great King, who will care for us now? You are the support of both the spiritual and material worlds. The large chaos, the grief, the crying that was being heard from the residence of the Guru Then hit the ears of Guru Gobind Singh And when he heard this, he sent servants over there to calm them down He said, don't cry and grieve for the Guru Contemplate on the great virtues of the Divine Guru Tegh Bahadur. Understand the Guru as a possible form of the Divine Forever in that one essence The Guru has no birth and death only for the benefit of others does the Divine take human form in this life. Like how clouds manifest in the sky, and then they rain down, giving great pleasure to the world. They then are taken away and absorbed, dispersed into the sky. In the same way, the Guru is independent. They take form, they become the sport of their six and servants, they teach wisdom and bhakti and devotion, and the Guru puts the world on the noble path. And then, according to their own accord, they make their way to the afterlife. So how can anybody feel sorrow for this reason? Recite their name and transform your life. Everyone, do not cause yourself any grief. Hearing the Guru's words, they all stopped crying to become quiet and embody the wisdom of the Guru. The Guru then called two horsemen and said, a Sikh is on his way, go and meet them down the path. Speed your way down on horseback and then come back and tell the tale. Would you have heard from that sick? Having given their horses feed, the warriors then mounted up on their horses, then they took down the road. This road would go towards Dili. Day and night they traveled together. They inspected the faces of the people on that road to see if it was a Sikh. When they went a little bit further, at some great distance, they realized that they had found the sick, and he was carrying the Guru's wrapped head in a bundle of cloth. He had placed the Guru's head upon his own head, and he was looking here and there. state of worry and sorrow when they recognized him they met him they bowed down and said tell us the news of the guru just as it occurred hearing that this Sikh, who was traveling along the path he said i have the guru's head with me i wish to take it all the way to anandapur where are you two off to turn back whatever happened happened as the guru wished it so now go quickly and tell everybody the news and when i get there i'll tell it again I will rest here at Girthpur for some time. There are many shrines in the Guru's house of the Sordis here. Whatever was the Guru's desire, it will occur, having understood it well within my mind." So hearing his words, the two fell back and took off down that path up to Anandpur. They traveled so quickly, they arrived there in Anandpur in no time and they tied up their horses. Reaching the Guru, they bowed down and retold the story about the events in Delhi. Upon hearing the tale, everybody was in grief. Tears began to trickle down from everybody's eyes. But Guru Gobind Singh stopped them all. He addressed the group of Masans and he said to them, Make preparations. Spend lots of money. Make ready a most beautiful chariot. Gather together all sorts of golden and beautiful silver flowers and embed this on the side of the chariot. Prepare many garlands of flowers and gather together large amounts of silk clothing. Collect countless fragrances too. Gather flour, sesame oil and clarified butter together hearing the Guru's command they sent the men out and they were all saying "Okay, let's go find these supplies in the big cities and in this way the true Guru Guru Gomes Singh made every single preparation and at that time the Sikh had reached Girthpur with the Guru's head in the next chapter we're going to hear about how the Sikh then reaches Anandpur Sahib with the head so that's what we're going to pick up next time but as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting this podcast through the Mangalachan Patreon page. <laughs> Come on, guys! Come on, guys! Come on,